Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources today. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as promised, we wanted to dive into Senator Mitt Romney's uh, Trust Act. Uh, he has put that forward to be included as part of the uh, new relief package uh, that was introduced yesterday in the Senate. The House, of course, has passed a version, a uh, very different version. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this begins to really play out uh, but this is an important one. It's an important one to uh, Senator Romney. He actually campaigned on this issue uh, of really dealing uh, once and for all with some of the things that uh, are, are going to run out of money really soon. Uh, the Highway Trust Fund, uh, Medicare and Social Security. And uh, so this has been an important uh, promise uh, for Utah Senator uh, Mitt Romney. And uh, so I wanted to get into that a little bit. We were going to do a uh, live uh, conversation with him. We've had some technical issues. Uh, it's been kind of a technical day. Uh, he actually shared that uh, he waited for an hour and a half to question in one of the other hearings going on today. And then the technology broke down. And so he wasn't able to to engage and have those questions. So uh, my my belief continues on that you're only as good as your Wi-Fi and your technology person, uh, and so that plays out. But uh, but I want to dive into this because I I think this is really important, particularly because with the coronavirus, with how things are going to change, we're we're already on pace to have a three point seven trillion dollar budget deficit for this year. Uh, that's serious money, my friends. Three point seven trillion, and it could even be higher based on what Congress spends and uh, how much the tax revenue gets limited because of lost income. Uh, so a lot of those things are, are on the table and going through. Uh, but we have to make sure that we're keeping these promises, particularly to our seniors. So as we look at Medicare, as we look at Social Security, uh, those that are vulnerable, uh, this is one more stress and uncertainty created by the coronavirus. And so I wanted to break this down uh, with Senator Romney and look at why this, why now, why does this matter? Uh, here's what he had to say yesterday. We'd like to draw attention to one of the, actually two of the consequences of the COVID crisis that, uh, that deserve that attention and perhaps don't have as much uh, uh, public awareness as I think uh, they ought to. One is, as a result of the COVID crisis, we're seeing the trust funds for Medicare and Social Security approach insolvency on a much more rapid timetable than we'd anticipated. And secondly, we're adding up a lot of debt. We're going to have over $27 trillion of debt. And that debt requires interest to be paid every year. That debt has the potential of creating more inflation down the road. And, of course, it could lead potentially to an economic calamity way down the road for people who come behind us. 
So that, uh, that was his uh, initial uh, reason for engaging in this trust act, that we do have to keep those promises. We do have to make sure those programs are solvent. Uh, it's two-thirds of the budget. Uh, those are all really critical pieces of the puzzle. Uh, because of that, Senator Romney has reached across the aisle uh, and across the uh, Capitol building. So this is both a uh, bipartisan and bicameral effort uh, on the trust act to make sure that this is solvent. Uh, and when I spoke to Senator Romney on the phone this morning, he, he did make a, a really interesting point. He he talked about what the opposition is going to be. And he said the the opposition will come from some on the far left and some on the far right. Uh, a lot of organizations that are going to try to make this out from the left, they're going to say, you know, this is pushing grandma off the cliff and cutting benefits and all of those kinds of things. Uh, the right's going to say it's just more spending uh, and what he pointed out to me was the fact that those groups are going to argue and make that case not because they want to solve the problem, but because they rely on it being a problem to fund their organizations. In other words, if the Trust Act really executed as planned and as laid out, uh, those organizations would be out of jobs because they've been fighting this battle for decades they raise millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars every year uh, so they can fight these battles. And this is one of those areas where I think we just miss it so often uh, because people are more worried about raising money and using it as a campaign wedge issue than they are in actually solving the problem. Uh, so Senator Romney has come together, as I said, bicameral, bipartisan basis. His uh, co-sponsor uh, is uh, Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia. We actually had his wife on the show. She's doing some great work uh, along the religious liberty front for the country. And uh, But he rolled this out as to why this needs to get both sides of the aisle to come together uh, to keep these things solvent. And as a result, Republicans and Democrats on a bipartisan basis have been working together and that includes Senator Joe Manchin, uh, Kirsten Sinema, uh, Angus King, Doug Jones. Th- this is a group of people who have come together, and Mark Warner, along with a, uh, about a dozen Republican senators. We've all been working together to see if we can't address this. And in the House, there are some 30 Democrats and 30 Republicans that have all written House leadership and said this approach of the Trust Act needs to be included in the next COVID relief package, in the HEALS Act, if you will. All right, so uh, those are just some of the names of some of the folks that are uh, jumping on board here. And I want to get to the the nuts and bolts of it because part of uh, what this uh, is about is getting together some committees that can actually do the hard work and heavy lifting of going through these programs and figuring out how we actually keep them solvent. Uh, Here's what the senator had to say. And uh, the approach is quite simple, which is we we create a process, a bipartisan, bicameral process to address each one of these trust funds individually. So a committee for each one of them to look at how to make them solvent on a long term basis. And if we reach a bipartisan conclusion and bicameral conclusion, then that can come to the floor on an expedited basis. We have to address the solvency of our trust funds. They're vital to our seniors and to our entire nation. We also have to finally deal with the amount of debt that we're adding up as we rescue appropriately the American people from this terrible COVID crisis. All right, again, that's uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney rolling out the Trust Act yesterday. Again, he's he's trying to incorporate that into the uh, the HEALS Act, the latest round of uh, funding as it relates to the coronavirus 
uh, and the relief efforts there. Uh, and so I think this is really significant. Uh, again, Senator Romney has really been a champion, as uh, has uh, Senator Mike Lee from Utah, Orrin Hatch before them, uh, talking about the national debt and the deficit spending that has continued under administrations of both parties, the uh, Senate in control of the Democrats and Senate in control of the Republicans and the same in the House. And we just keep kicking the can down the road. And eventually uh, all that's going to come crashing down. And because of coronavirus, uh, it appears that uh, in particular, if you look at uh, Medicare, it's about four years away from insolvency, maybe less. Social Security uh, probably has until 2030 or 2031. Uh, and as uh, Senator Romney laid out, it's time to to get together to get specific committees around each of these areas. So Medicare, Social Security, the Highway Trust Fund, uh, and really plow through and figure out how do we keep promises to our seniors? How do we make sure this uh, gets done in the right way, both so we can make them solvent uh, and also so we can help deal with the, the national debt and the deficit spending, which I maintain is really one of the great security threats uh, to the country, and it will hurt those that are poor and the most vulnerable among us the most. Uh, so I applaud Senator Romney for engaging in a rarity in Washington the, these days, a bicameral, bipartisan effort. And uh, the Trust Act, I think, is uh, worth everyone checking out and diving into to figure out how do we nudge that along in the midst of all the other spending and all of the other debates that are going on in Washington. I am fearful this week that we're going to have some fake fights for a couple of days and then uh, the jet fumes of engines warming up for the August recess are going to kick in and uh, something will get jammed through the Senate and the House and uh, everyone will go uh, and take five weeks off. And so I, uh, again, think we all need to engage and really check this out. What does it mean uh, both in the House and in the Senate? And uh, what can we do to make sure these things all happen? So, again, uh, thanks uh, to Senator Romney for uh, weighing in today and giving us a little insight in the process and what's coming up next for the Trust Act uh, as it relates to the uh, next round of relief effort that will be voted on in the Senate this week. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, final segment, we're going to talk about the legacy of John Lewis. He was a man who was more interested in building bridges and crossing them, leading others across, than he was burning them. Find out why next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.